Welcome to today's Ask the Experts call. Now, without any further delay, I'd like to introduce today's host, David Molman with Align Technology. David, you have the floor. Good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining us on today's Ask the Expert webinar, the ClinCheck Treatment Plan, Strategies that Take Your Cases to the Next Level, with Dr. Rick Mars. You'll earn two CE hours for attending today's program, and you'll receive important instructions on how to obtain your CE certificate at the conclusion of the presentation. Additionally, CE hours will automatically be added to your Invisalign Doctor's Site account. Please note you're able to listen to today's program via the webcast, and throughout the webinar, you'll have the opportunity to ask text questions, which our presenter will answer at the conclusion of the presentation. I apologize in advance if we're unable to answer everyone's questions since our time is limited, but we will follow up after the program to answer any outstanding text questions. Today's program will be archived in its entirety one week from today on the Education tab at your Invisalign Doctor's site, where you may also access archived versions of all of our previous Ask the Expert programs anytime for CE hours. It's now my distinct pleasure to introduce our speaker today, Dr. Rick Mars. Dr. Rick Mars has practiced patient-centered dentistry in the Miami area for 25 years. He received his undergraduate education at Emory University and earned a Doctor of Dental Surgery from Georgetown University School of Dentistry. An Invisalign elite provider, he lectures internationally on Invisalign treatment. Dr. Mars was voted one of America's top dentists in 2013 for Invisalign, Cosmetic, and Implant Dentistry by Consumers Research Council of America. He, also, he was also recognized as the leading dentist of the world in 2014 by the International Association of Healthcare Professionals. He's author of many dental articles published in both Adventure Magazine and community newspapers. Dr. Mars also holds memberships in a variety of state and national dental academies and associations. So without further delay, I'm going to turn the program over to Dr. Rick Mars. Dr. Mars, you now have the floor. Thank you, David. So good afternoon, everybody, and good morning to the West Coasters tuning in today. I might as well start with I took the liberty of renaming this course slightly, as you can see, kind of based on what a lot of us have felt when we first got started with Invisalign, not being sure exactly what to do. So if I accomplish my objectives at the end of this course today, you will never ask that question again. A little bit more housekeeping here. Basically, this is just to let you know these are my opinions and not the opinions of Align Technology. So if you have any problems, don't write Align. Don't scream at Align. You can scream at me, but that's okay. I can't hear you. This is a webinar, and it's only one-way speaker. So. Hopefully you don't have anything you disagree with, but these are my opinions and not the views of Align Technology. You know, when we go and we take our fundamentals course with Invisalign, there's a lot of features of Invisalign that look very, very familiar to us. Our ClinCheck setups are very similar to a denture setup, setting up denture teeth. When we do IPR, it's very much like finishing a composite with a strip, and putting on attachments is very similar to our bonding procedures, because it is our bonding procedures we do with patients. But the one area, the one feature of Invisalign that really isn't familiar is the ClinCheck. It's the technology, and some people seem to get hung up on it. So our goal here today is to go over those basic features of ClinCheck so you are very familiar with it, just like you are with the other aspects of Invisalign. First thing you need to do is you need to make sure that you're using the latest ClinCheck software, and this is ClinCheck Pro 5.0. It's available on your VIP page. You must download it, have that latest features available. That's the features we're going to be discussing today. And it's the latest, it's the greatest, and it gives you the most tools available so you can do ClinChecks effectively. First area we're covering is clinical preferences. 
So when you go to your VIP page, you have a couple of places where you can get to your clinical preferences. They're available right here about a quarter of the way down the page when you click on your VIP page, you click on clinical preferences. That's the first place. Or if you have any individual ClinCheck open, you can always click on your preferences. The purpose of these preferences are that you can have a single set of routine requests for all of your prescriptions so your ClinCheck's are simplified. There it is again on an individual patient. And it covers various things. Some of the things are very basic. It's your tooth numbering system. For in the United States of America, obviously we're going to be following the universal tooth system. Invisalign is international, so they have to have the other options available to everybody else. If you're unsure of what to do in any of these, even after our discussion today, I recommend you go back to the aligner defaults. But it's very simple, clicking through the preferences, each of the areas you want to cover. Next area that's covered is if you want to treat both arches simultaneously, you want a simultaneous start or you want to simultaneous finish or both, which is the defaults here, you click on it and Invisalign will show you what areas are the defaults for each of these areas. Oftentimes, one arch will have more aligners than another arch, so that's when this comes into play. Similar amount of aligners for maxillary and mandibular treatment, never an issue, but there are times when one of the arches is more complex. Say you have a tremendous amount of crowding on the mandible, and you have 22 aligners on the mandible and 12 aligners on the maxilla, you may want to have simultaneous start or simultaneous finish. You need to indicate that to align when they're setting up the case as far as your defaults. Full Invisalign always has a simultaneous start, as does Teen Invisalign. Express cases always have a simultaneous finish. And assist, this is not applicable, this option, because you will always have simultaneous start on those. Passive aligners comes into play also when you have an unequal amount of aligners for the maxilla and the mandible. You are requesting passive aligners. You will always have the same number of aligners in the case, even if one arch is more complex than the other. Not available in assist, but essentially this is what it looks like. If you have more complex treatment on the maxilla, and you can see we have 18 aligners on the maxilla, and we only have 12 aligners to complete the mandible. If we have passive aligners, we will have six aligners at the end of treatment to equal the same number of aligners in the maxilla and the mandible. So this is a feature that you may want to consider um, clicking on and saying you want to have passive aligners so you can have temporary retention while the opposing arch finishes treatment. There are dentists that have a resistance to IPR either throughout their treatment or at the beginning of their treatment. I hope, and this is not what this, this course will cover today, is that you don't have any fear of IPR. It's perfectly safe. All the Invisalign dentists who have been doing it a very long time have been doing it, and research has shown there's no issues with IPR. But that being said, there are doctors who want to see what does that first ClinCheck look like without any IPR on it. So if you want to get your first ClinCheck back without any IPR, on option number four on clinical preferences, you can click that option. If you just want to get into whatever is most appropriate in terms of IPR in a particular case, then you would click no for that option.
The next area covered is if you want to delay IPR and attachments beyond the first aligner. The default is Invisalign should a case be ready for IPR, that the teeth are in proper position to start our IPR, they will do it on the first aligner. You may want to delay it to the second, third, or fourth aligner. You cannot go beyond that. Some people choose to do this for various reasons. The argument is, I'm putting my patient in Invisalign for the first time. I'm not so sure I want to put on the attachments and start doing IPR right away. Let me wait till a second, third aligner down the road. So if that's the case, you can check you can click one of those options there. Some people believe that my patient has paid for the case, my patient's into this case, my patient knows what to expect, I want to get going on treatment and not slow up my treatment at all, and they click on no delay, they want to place attachments and do IPR in the very first visit. A little side note here off of the preferences, oftentimes if you have a lot of attachments and a lot of IPR, you can decide on a particular case, you know what, I have so many attachments here and so much IPR, let me just put the attachments on the first visit on an individual case, and I could put a special request into begin the IPR maybe later on in treatment. But as far as your clinical preferences, what's your default for all of your cases, this is where you're going to decide what you want to do. Um, I suggest personally no delay, but other people are more comfortable delaying putting on IPR and attachments till later in treatment. Ponics for open spaces. This will be applied to all of your treatments. What's very important, and we don't often read the small print here, Invisalign as a default will give you full-size ponics on anterior teeth where you have spaces greater than four millimeters, and on posterior teeth you have spaces greater than six millimeters. If there are adjacent teeth that have to be moved, then half-size ponics will be put in place to allow more precise movement of those teeth. One consideration you need to know here is if you do have a situation where the ponic space on the anterior is less than four millimeters and you get a half ponic put in place there, you will have difficulty and almost impossibility to put composite in that aligner to make it cosmetic. So on that individual case, you may have to specify even though the ponic is less than four millimeters, you want to have a full ponic put in that place if it's an anterior tooth that you want to use for cosmetic reasons, as I'm about to show you shortly. That's a ponic space obviously greater than four millimeters, so they're going to give us a full ponic space. We can fill our aligner up with either a composite or there are certain paints available to paint your aligners. And it is the most beautiful cosmetic appliance in an edentulous area as you're waiting to get the teeth aligned and place an implant down the road. But should that ponic space would have been less than four millimeters, you wouldn't have had a full ponic in place there. So in that particular case, you would have to request, I want a full ponic in place. <clears throat> Arch expansion, we now know with smart force technology, Invisalign can predictably move and expand canines, premolars, and molars. Some people are not comfortable moving molars. They want to select other options, um, but we now know the material works really, really well. The plastic can do tremendous predictable movements, so the default is to move canines, premolars, and molars.
expansion per quadrant, you can choose to go up to two millimeters, or if you want to expand further, you can click two millimeters or more. In two size discrepancy, you must lay out your treatment plan, so you need to know if you will be doing additional restorations following Invisalign, such as bonding or veneers. And that being the case, you need to make a decision if you want to leave the additional space distal to the laterals to restore the teeth, or if you want to have the additional space spread equally, measly, and distally around the laterals, or if you won't be doing any additional cosmetic treatment at the end of their Invisalign treatment, you may want to IPR the opposing arch. It all depends on your treatment plan for that case. The next thing you need to decide is how do you want to finish your case as far as leveling at the end of treatment? Do you want all incised alleges to be level? Would you like your laterals half a millimeter shorter than your centrals? Or the last option, which I'll be able to show you shortly, why would you want to indicate level gingival margins? And we'll be able to show you what that means a little more clearly when we look at a clint check. So those are your options in terms of finishing how you want your cases to, to finish. All of these blue fonts here are what are the defaults for Invisalign. It's worth mentioning that. So if you're not sure what to do, that's the default for Invisalign. Aligner trimming. Um, the default here is halfway between the gingival margin and the CEJ. Uh, this is important, especially cases where you have recession. You might have some erosion or undercuts. You don't want the aligners to get caught underneath those areas. So that's what that's why that default is that way. Finally, virtual C-chain is an overcorrection technique with your aligners, which simulates the effect of elastic C-chains in bracket and wire cases. Essentially, what this does is it allows you a little bit of overcorrection or tightening of the anterior teeth at the end of treatment to avoid any open contacts at the end of treatment. This is a traditional C-chain, these blue elastics, and that causes the teeth to move more palatally in this case and for the contacts to tighten up. This is what it looks like with Invisalign. Case comes to the end after 10 aligners. Invisalign is going to give you an additional three overcorrection aligners to tighten up your contacts at the end of treatment. Now, some things to consider when you're doing virtual C-chains. It's up to your discretion to check contacts and to see if the patient does require to have any of those overcorrection or virtual C-chain aligners used. If they only need to have one or two of them, you must check the contacts because you do not want to over-tighten those contacts because if you do that, you will have some inadvertent intrusion of those anterior teeth if your contacts are too tight. So the overcorrection, you want to do one aligner at a time and monitor your patients to ensure that you will not have any situations of too much contact being put in place on those anterior teeth. Next is attachments, and I'm going to make attachments, which is an entire lecture of their own, a very short and sweet comment. Um, Invisalign has done over 4 million cases. I believe that unless you've achieved an expert level with Invisalign, I suggest you use the defaults and the attachments that Invisalign has put in place. Should you ever have any questions, though, about an attachment system or anything on your ClinCheck, you can always call down to Costa Rica 
at 1-800-82-ALIGN and speak to a doctor who will explain to you why a certain attachment should or should not be used. So as a general rule, I would suggest you use the attachments that Invisalign recommends for you because their best practices really knows what works best for all tooth movements. Everybody, I assume, in 2017 is using online prescription forms. It's the most efficient thing to do, and it gets your cases done much quicker when you do that. And when you use these online preferences and these clinical preferences, it just makes everything a lot easier and predictable as you're going through your clinic checks. You want to have this baseline standard. That's why I would suggest you go through the clinical preferences. So if there are things that you are more comfortable doing on each and every one of your cases, any technician that works on your case will know what your clinical preferences are, and you can save a lot of time going back and forth, sending clin checks back saying, oh, I don't want to do that on my first aligner, or please do this. That's right there in your clinical preferences. There's also one more special instruction box. Should you want to put anything in those special instructions that are important on all of your cases that you want to include, you can do that on your clinical preferences to make your clin checks much, much more predictable. So now that you have your clinical preferences out of the way, let's talk about viewing our clin checks. Now when we look in the mouth, if we want to take a, the optimum view of evaluating occlusion, this is probably the optimum view. And this is the optimum view because we can see a lot of things very, very clearly when it comes to occlusion. And it translates very, very clearly when it comes to looking at clin checks. This will help prevent relapse down the way. When we see how the initial bite is, we can see when the case finishes, we remember what that initial bite looked like so we can go back and prevent any problems down the road. It is worth noting um, some of our slides you will see that I'm presenting with today have a little Elevate insignia on them. I'm a proud instructor of the Elevate course. I'm an Elevate faculty. Elevate is an amazing course that Invisalign teaches. If it comes to your city, please keep an eye out for it. In short, it simplifies your treatment, makes it much, much more predictable. So a little commercial for Elevate since I'm using some of my slides from the course I teach with them. So if it's coming to your town, go to that course and you will thank me later. Same view on the ClinCheck. Head tilted up, you're able to look at that anterior view, and it gives you your best view of the patient so you can evaluate the ClinCheck. Now, everything I'm going to show you shortly, we'll go to a live ClinCheck, and we'll go through and see each of these in action, show you how to use these buttons and how to get these views and to toggle through different things with a ClinCheck. This is, again, that overjet view, and you're able to measure and see how much overjet do we have. You're even able to measure in your midline, how far your midline's off, and it gives you a lot of information from this view. At the end, we want to take that 5.5 millimeter overjet, and my preferences are I always want to finish with 1.5 millimeters overjet and overbite at the end of my treatment. You can see how you can accomplish that with these views. So these are the useful tools that are now available to you on ClinCheck 5.0. The first is a superimposition feature. Next is a grid feature, which is measured out in millimeters, so you can measure movement. We're also able to see occlusal contacts at the end of treatment to see if our occlusion is balanced. 
And we also can toggle into a photos tab, which shows us the patient's photos without going in and out of the ClinCheck like we previously had to do. This is what the superimposition tool looks like. It's an overlay. The blue is the original position of the teeth. The white is the final position of the teeth at the end of the ClinCheck. You can do this during different parts of your ClinCheck too, should you choose to. You can see little things like, obviously, we're not moving first or second molars in this particular case. The centrals are finishing fairly close to where they were at the beginning. But this shows you exactly how much movement's involved when you're looking at your ClinChecks. Next is the grid feature. As I mentioned, these are in one millimeter increments. If you make your ClinCheck bigger or smaller, those boxes will get bigger and smaller in one millimeter increments. This is also important if you want to measure tooth movement, if you want to measure tooth size, you have those tools available to you right on your ClinCheck. And all you need to do is click on the grid feature here, and that'll pop up the grid previously used, that superimposition tool. You can combine the features. You can use the superimposition tool and the grid feature together. So you can see the movement and measure how much movement there was from the incisal the ledge initially to the final position of the tooth. So you can use both of these features together. You have the ability to do that. Next is the occlusal feature. You can use this at the end of treatment. It'll show you if your occlusion's balanced, where you may or may not have interferences, where you have lighter contacts. A little strong here, you may need to do some occlusal adjustments at the end. But this alerts you also, this could pop up as a red alert also if you had any strong occlusal contacts at the end of treatment that Invisalign wanted to point out to you. Next is the Photos tab. This is the older version. You click on the Photos tab here, and it shows you the patient photos without going in and out of your ClinCheck. So some general tips to follow when you're looking at ClinChecks are as follows. As we mentioned, the clinical preferences are very, very important because that will make your ClinChecks routine. That'll minimize the request back and forth to Costa Rica. So you need to use your, utilize your clinical preferences. Next, you need to have a systematic approach for each review. Do the same exact thing every ClinCheck so you know what to look for know what you're used to, be very, very specific how you go through each and every step of your ClinChecks. Next, as in life, communication is key. All the ClinChecks are designed in Costa Rica. Everybody there is fluent in English. Everybody speaks English very clearly, so don't be fooled by that. What's important to note is you are communicating in short little sentences down to a technician doesn't matter what country they're in, and you want to be very specific the things that you're covering when you're sending corrections on a ClinCheck or changes on a ClinCheck. You want to identify the particular view you're looking at. You want to put a tooth number in place. You want to quantify the movement involved in your comment, and you want to specify the direction of the movement. And here's your example here. In the anterior view, move number seven and number 10, one millimeter distally, to open space for restorative. So it's very, very clear the teeth, the view, the movement, and the direction are all clearly stated 
So there's no question with the technician when they're trying to view your ClinCheck. So here's a systemic, systematic review that you can use for all of your ClinChecks. First thing you need to do is read your comments from a line. Those are on the right. We'll show you where those are at shortly. Next, you need to review the, you need to review the treatment tab, turn off the IPR and the attachments, if you haven't done that already, so you can clearly see the movement of the teeth and what's involved. The attachments in the IPR sometimes can get in the way. You want to get those out of the way so you can clearly see what's going on. You want to jump to that final ClinCheck stage to review your finished results and see that from various views. And remember to start with that anterior overjet that we showed you earlier. Look at each arch. Use that superimposition feature. That'll show you the tooth movement. Then finally, go back and play that ClinCheck movement, ClinCheck movie to evaluate IPR, attachment, lingual bite ramps or tabs, any interferences that you're going to have in the bite. We might have some problems down the road if there's any anterior collisions that you might have that could affect the finish of your case and possibly put you into a posterior open bite. These are things that you want to go through when you're watching that ClinCheck movie to, to avoid any pitfalls and troubles down the road. So Invisalign has a set of maximum treatment parameters. And essentially what the maximum treatment parameters are is Invisalign knows what the plastic aligner can and cannot do. Invisalign knows that it can predictably do the movements on the left. Those green movements can be done predictably, <coughs> excuse me, without any worries. You can correct crowding or spacing per arch up to six millimeters, midlines up to two millimeters, Centrals can be rotated 40 degrees, laterals 30 degrees, canines and premolars 45, molars much less, only 20 degrees rotation predictably. You need to extrude up to 2.5 millimeters. Anterior intrusion, a single tooth can be a half a millimeter, and you can expand each quadrant predictably up to 2 millimeters as with anterior-posterior correction. Those are the very predictable movements that's based on best practices, that's based on clinical results of over 4 million cases and studies and physiology and tooth movement and things that we can count on that when you put an aligner in, your mouth, in a patient's mouth, it will do those things in the green category very, very predictably. When you get to the next carrier, the blue movements, those movements are less predictable. They might work on some patients. You might need to use auxiliary techniques such as elastics and brackets or even propel to make that those movements predictable, but those are less predictable. Age might be a factor in some patients. Root structure, different things will come into play. You know if you see a blue movement from Invisalign, and we'll show you what those looks like, look like on a tooth movement assessment, that those movements are a little bit less predictable. Last but not least are the black movements. The black movements are very unpredictable movements that require auxiliary techniques, um, possibly, possibly some heroics, if you will. Um, I will tell you, I personally avoid all black movements at any time. It's often been said that if you get involved too much with black and blue movements, you will end up black and blue. 
So I suggest that uh, you focus on those green movements and just know if you do fall into the blue category that they will be a little bit less predictable. For those of you that are skiers, if you want a little rule of thumb, the greens are your easy slopes, the blues are a little bit more intermediate, and those blacks are those advanced slopes. And uh, you might ski black slopes. That doesn't mean you are set up to do black movements with Invisalign. And just know those are movements that are much less predictable. Should you get black or blue movements and you don't want to, you can send that back to your ClinCheck and say, please remove those movements and give me only predictable movements, and I'll show you what that looks like shortly. And Invisalign will correct that and send it back to you with your ClinCheck. And this is what it looks like on the tooth movement assessment feature where if you have a blue movement, it'll show you over the tooth a blue dot. And when you put your cursor over there, it'll show you why that is a blue movement. Why is that an unpredictable movement? And that's what it'll show you with the tooth movement assessment feature, which is available right here. And it's also available when you click on here, we'll show you shortly. But when you have that feature on your toolbar, that'll always pop up automatically and it'll show you any blue movements involved or any black movements involved. If it has nothing over a tooth, it's the same as being a green movement. There won't be green dots. Don't, don't go on your ClinChecks looking for green dots because they're not there. It will only show blue and black movements. Okay, now we're going to jump out of the presentation, and we're going to go to a live ClinCheck, and I'm going to show you how to maneuver all these tools around in a live ClinCheck. So as you see, we have the attachment, IPR, and tooth movement assessment features all turned on. So for our purposes today, we're going to shut off these features right now to look at our initial ClinCheck. And as you can see, it kind of cleans things up and makes them much more easier to follow. That's why we would shut them off. First thing I like to do is to enlarge the teeth a little bit, easier to read. And just as I showed you in the presentation, we want to look at our initial setup with the anterior feature, the teeth angled up, and it shows us exactly what our movements look like. So following our systematic approach, first thing we want to do is read our comments from a line and see what they're telling us about the case. Some of the things may be appropriate in terms of affecting how you're going to treat the patient. Some of the things are just some standard comments that come back from Invisalign. They're letting me know that they added maxillary IPR to allow for a millimeter and a half overjet, which I requested in all of my preferences. They wanted to know if this is okay. They want to let me know that they leveled the gingival margins according to my prescription, and they want to know if that's proper. I have bite ramps on the case which I'll show you what those look like. They were prescribed, and there's because of a large overjet, there's an issue with that. There's multiple plane attachments in this case, which are put on automatically by Invisalign. This allows for proper tooth movement in terms of rotation. There's also optimized root control attachments in place on my premolars, and they're just letting me know all the different things that are involved with this case, power ridges, things of that nature that go on automatically they're advising me of what's going on. Now I'm going to play my ClinCheck through, see what my case looks like at the end. 
nice movements involved with the case. I'm then going to go click on individual arches, and I'm going to look at things first, my superimposition tool, and see how much my the teeth involved moved. I can also click on my grid feature at the same time. And you can enlarge the case by rolling it with your mouse or by clicking here, either one of those. And then, I then go on and click on my mandible and see how much tooth movement I have here. I'm then going to shut off these features and I'm going to look at my lateral movements of my teeth. Now you might notice I have no movement of this second molar. This tooth is an occlusion. It's not ideal occlusion, but this is a very unpredictable movement on a woman in her 50s especially. So I elected to do no tooth movement in this case. Then switch over to the other side, click over here. I'm looking at the finish of my case, looking if there's anything out of whack at the end of the case, things I don't like. The one thing that jumped out at me is I have three teeth, including a molar, that have blue movements on them. And I wanted to avoid that in the case. In this particular case, they were extruding this molar 0.7 millimeters, which goes beyond the parameters of what is predictable with Invisalign. So this, we had a rotation issue that's, again, more than predictable. And I like my cases predictable. So I sent my comments back to Invisalign, please remove all moderate blue movements from this case. And then I wanted to see what the case setup looks like. At this stage of the game, I think I covered it. Now there's one more thing I want to show you on the toolbar. So when we're looking at our lateral view, we want to sometimes look at our curve of speed and follow that so we can click out this feature which blocks out the maxilla. So I can see how my curve of speed finishes in the case. I can click over to my other side, do the same thing. And if I'd like to see the opposite, just my maxilla in place, I have the ability to do that also. So when we go back and we look at our tools over here, there's what's called a treatment timeline. On the treatment timeline, I've already sent this in my first comments asking to have the blue movements removed. So this shows my first treatment plan that's up right now. My second treatment plan, when I click on that, which I've already done just for, to save a little bit of time here today, my second ClinCheck will appear here. It's coming. We don't want that to happen. There we go. And here's my second ClinCheck in place. So now I have sent in my, for my modifications. I've asked for the blue movements to be removed, and I'm going to follow that same systematic approach that I did earlier. I tilt my teeth up. I'm going to shut off my IPR. I'm going to follow my view through to the end. 
tilt my teeth up a little bit more. I like the finish of the case now. I still have my tooth movement assessment on there. And as you can see, the blue movements have been removed. Slightly less rotation on this tooth now. I might decide to go back later and capture additional movement down the road if necessary, but probably won't be. Taking a very, very crowded situation, and I'm correcting it almost to perfection. But it's predictable, and that's what I wanted was predictability. My superimposition tool, turn that on again. My grid feature is also in place. I'm good with all of those movements. Again, you can see there's no movement of the second molars in this case. Now I also want to look at my occlusal contact finish. And this is showing me pretty good occlusion at the end of treatment. A little strong here, but pretty balanced occlusion. I'm comfortable with this at the end of treatment. No interferences, no red alerts. This would be red if there was a occlusal interference in the case. So I'm good with the occlusal features and the occlusion at the end of treatment. Now I want to play that movie through from beginning to end. I want to make sure I'm not having any collisions with my teeth at any place during treatment and I have clearance all the way through. And that's finishing beautifully. Another feature that we can see is those overcorrection stages that I mentioned earlier. I'm just going to play this back to aligner 19. This is essentially where the case finishes. But these last three aligners, as you see, when you click on the toolbar, it says overcorrection aligners. These last three aligners are going to allow a virtual C-chain to click in one time, two times, three times. It might be sufficient at aligner 20, and it's my job to monitor it to make sure that these contacts don't get too tight. I may not have to use any overcorrection, or I might have to carry it to the very end. This is where you take your floss out. You follow it with your floss, make sure these contacts are not too tight, and you're in business as far as finishing with good solid contacts at the end of treatment. So you have all these different views you can go through. Make sure you everything you're satisfied with. Jumping around. The idea again is to have that systematic approach To follow this tooth movement assessment, again, is very, very important. Now, you have some other features available here on your right. First is your treatment, which will show you. We shut off our IPR. We can turn that on again. We can turn on our attachments again. But this shows us our treatment overview here with IPR. This is what you get with your aligners. This is your treatment overview in terms of teeth moving during which particular stages. And again, this is a, another version of the tooth movement assessment. Same thing that you're seeing here. Here's a printable version or a different view, if you will. If any of these teeth were blue movements, you would click over here and see a blue on a particular tooth. It wouldn't give you the reason why while you're here 
like it does when you move your cursor on in the ClinCheck, but it would show you to alert you that you had blue or black movements involved with the case. The next thing available here is this shows you the staging when each tooth will be moving and with which aligners the teeth will be moving should you want to know for a particular reason why or when a tooth is moving during treatment. Last feature, as I showed you earlier, is the Photos tab. You don't have to go out of the ClinCheck and look at the prescription to see the patient photos, but you can scroll through their photos and get a nice look at the case so you can help. It'll help you with your setup. Your Panorex is also here. If you download a Ceph, that will be here also. Finally, you have some other options available to you. So in this particular case, we have two ClinChecks here. In this particular case, we're going to look at the initial and final view from ClinCheck 1. I'm sorry, from our initial view in ClinCheck number 2 to our final view in ClinCheck number 2. Again, good time to shut off the attachments and the IPR. These are great views to show patients when they're coming in. You can show them their movie, but when a patient can see the change from here to here, that is fantastic, and it allows them to really get a good look. And again, you have that ability to jump around and show the patient or you the different views available to you simply by clicking. We go back to the home screen and the initial view. The second option here available to us is to compare the two treatment plans side by side. Now this is important because you want to be able to see what's those differences. Now that we did those setups, we took out those blue movements. So let's see some of those differences at the end of treatment, how substantial they are. Is that something we can live with or is that something that's really going to come into play and something that's going to be a consideration down the road. And as you can see, this tooth is rotated slightly more. Tooth number 10 here is rotated slightly more than it is here, but this is a more predictable movement which I'm more comfortable with. You might feel, you know what, this isn't such a big deal. Why don't I, why don't I try to do this? I'm comfortable doing this movement and accept that blue movement should you choose to. Intrusion on this tooth, number five, a little hard to see from this view, so we'll go here and take a look. But it's intruded just slightly bit more over here. And these teeth are being extruded here, but I'm comfortable with this, even though I'm not getting as ideal a finish when I'm looking at my curve of speed. I'd rather go with the predictable movements. So you can look at all those different views occlusally, and you can put those tools in place should you choose to. And I'll show you. So that's comparing your ClinChecks, one view to the next. And you can click back and go single screen here. Should you want to customize your toolbar, you have the option to do that also. There are also different tools available. If you wanted to look at a Bolton analysis, that'll show you the different widths of the individual teeth. These might come into play if you had a two-size discrepancy and you wanted to afterwards make veneers, do things of that nature. This shows you tooth size 
there. So there's a lot of tools available to you with your ClinChecks, and this should give you a basic look of what to do. There's a lot of tools. It may appear confusing. My suggestion is that you go on here and you play with the different tools available to get a better understanding. But this software is amazing, and when you click through, Invisalign set it up in such a way that it really is easy to follow. It is just a matter of practicing and doing and having that systemic, systematic approach. I'm having trouble with systemic and systematic today. Systematic approach um, to our ClinCheck. One more thing I wanted to show you on this particular ClinCheck at the finish, which is very interesting, is if you remember in our preferences, you had the option of leveling your incisal edges, how you wanted to finish that. And one of the options is to level your gingival margins, to choose that as your option instead. Here's the big advantage of choosing level your gingival margins. So we've come to the end of treatment, and we've chosen the option of leveling gingival margins, and the case finishes beautifully. If I want to level my incisal edges, we all know what's going to happen to this gingival margin. It's going to end up up here. Now I have a problem, because when I have a patient smile, She's going to say, my teeth are beautifully aligned, Dr. Mars, but my gum's higher up on this tooth than the other tooth. What do I do? And you don't want to say things like, why don't you go visit my periodontist? He would love to do a gingivectomy on you or a graft on you once they finish Invisalign, especially because you have a much better option. So either we're going to finish this restoratively, we might do some recontouring of these teeth, which will take a minute or two, which is a much more pleasant procedures, we all know, than going and doing grafting and gingivectomies and things of that nature. So when you're finishing your cases and you have the choice of how we're going to finish, if we're going to finish incisal edges or gingival margins, this is how, why I opt for finishing level gingival margins at the end of treatment. Last thing I'm going to show you as far as ClinChecks here today is the different things available to you when you are looking at your ClinChecks. These have nothing to do with operating the ClinChecks, but these are tools available to you. You can print them, okay? You can look up recent items that you've put on here also as far as your ClinChecks. There's a number of setting features available to you where you can change these colors of these backgrounds and things should you choose to do that if you have some favorite colors you want to put into play here. But more importantly, you can also send a ClinCheck movie. If you want to send them to your patients for them to view, if you need to send them to a, another provider for some reason, um, if you're working with a periodontist or an oral surgeon, you want to show them the movements, what's involved with your teeth, you can go on here, send the ClinCheck via email and they will be able to see the movements of the teeth and the position of the teeth. That's a wonderful, amazing feature of the ClinChecks. Obviously a help. And the next, how do you get out of here? So these are the tools to, to basically navigate through ClinChecks in a simple, predictable way. My message to you again is have your system. Go through every single ClinCheck the same exact way. Shut off the IPR. Shut off the attachments. Tilt that anterior view up. Take a look at it. Play the movies through. Jump from beginning to end. Look at your tooth movement assessment. Use your grid features, your superimposition tools, and go through all these different views. They're there for you to see. They're there for you to see the setup. 
and you can tell them small little things like give me five degrees rotation distobuckly on tooth number 22 and they'll tilt that tooth for you if you want them to do that. So just be very, very specific in your comments. But these tools are available to you. You should use them. Use your clinical preferences. Make your cases predictable. And Invisalign will be a breeze for you and you will get much, much better results over time. A simple, easy way to do it.